What do all of these things have to do with any of you? In specific and concrete ways, nothing really. Elijah was a prophet called to the northern kingdom. He was threatened by the queen, and he made a run for it, and he had a personal interview with God. What do all these things have to do with any of you in specific and concrete ways? Nothing really. But in more general, in larger ways, of course, these things do have something to say to you. For the God who called uh, Elijah is still God, and he is still working out his plan for the universe, and you, like Elijah, are one of his people. And so it is also for you, like it was for Elijah, to believe in God and to be faithful. Now, to see these things more clearly, let's go back a little bit in the story to another mountain, Mount Carmel. That's where Elijah, of course, encountered, engaged, challenged the 450 prophets of Baal to determine which God was truly God. It was so unfair. 450 prophets of Baal against one prophet of Yahweh. 450 prophets of a false god, an illusion, a product of wishful thinking and not a little political ambition against a prophet of the true and living God who made heaven and earth and all that fills them. It was so unfair. The prophets of Baal cried out and prayed from morning until noon and into the afternoon, but nothing happened. But when Elijah prayed, there was, in an instant, in a blinding flash, proof that Yahweh was truly God. Yahweh and his prophet were vindicated. Baal and their, his prophets were discredited, and the prophets of Baal were killed. Well, when word of this reaches the queen, Jezebel, she is angry, and she swears to do away with Elijah just like the prophets of Baal had been done away with. And although Elijah could go to Carmel and engage the 450 prophets of Baal before the people and before the king, when the queen gets angry, Elijah gets scared. He makes a run for it, a run for his life out of Israel, through Judah, into the wilderness. And by the time he gets there, he's scared enough to die. That's what he asked God to do, kill me. But God sends him on his way to Horeb, the mountain of God. But when Elijah gets there, Yahweh gives him neither comfort nor support. Elijah gets there, and the word of Yahweh comes to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah explains, I've been very zealous for Yahweh, the God of hosts. I have been doing God's work. I'm the only one left, and the people of Israel want to kill me. But the only answer that Elijah gets is, go out and meet God. And then Yahweh comes. First, there's a great wind. 
and then there is an earthquake, and then fire rages. But Yahweh's not in the wind, not in the earthquake, not in the fire. When Yahweh arrives, there is utter silence. And then God has a question for Elijah. What are you doing here, Elijah? And at this point, there's a blank that you can fill in easily and not where you're supposed to be. And so when Elijah repeats himself, well, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. I alone, the prophets, remain alive and they want to kill me. You just know that those words are futile. Yahweh's not going to offer him comfort or support, and he doesn't. Instead, Yahweh tells him, go back from where you came and get to work. Go into the wilderness of Damascus. Anoint Hazael, king over Aram, and Jehu, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha as your successor. And by the way, I have kept for myself, I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not yet bowed down to Baal or kissed him. And so, off Elijah goes. When we see him next, he is calling Elisha to follow him, and so it goes. What do all these things have to do with any of you in specific and concrete ways? Nothing, really. The days of the law and the days of the kingdom, those days are over. Christ came into the world, and the law was fulfilled. Christ is the end of the law, and his kingdom will have no end. The days of the prophets and the days of the priests, those days are over. Christ came into the world, and he is the word of God incarnate, and he is a priest of the order, not of Aaron, but of Melchizedek. Those days are over. The plan and promises of God found their focus and their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And he was obedient, fully obedient to the calling that God gave him, obedient to the point of death, to the death on the cross, for which reason God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every tongue would confess Jesus Christ is Lord. So, in specific, concrete ways, Elijah and his encounter with God has nothing to do with you. But in larger, more general ways, it certainly does. They certainly do. For the God of Elijah still is God. And he is still working out his plan for the universe, and his plan for his people. And you, like Elijah, are the people of God. And still there remains, in the world at large, in our communities, even among those who call themselves Christian, ignorance, disobedience, wickedness. There are still things that happen that confuse and trouble and disorient and threaten. It still sometimes looks as if God is not really in control. Things happen. There are earthquakes and there are fires and there are plagues. Things happen. 
like in the Gulf of Mexico. Things happen. There are false teachers, false preachers, false prophets, false churches. Things happen. There's confusion, there's doubt, there's trouble. Sometimes it looks like it did for Elijah as if things that God is not in control. But God is. He showed that through prophets like Elijah. And he demonstrated that fully through Jesus Christ, who though he was faithful, was killed but raised again to show that he really is the Son of God and that his God is fully in control. And you are his people. And no matter what happens in this life and in this age, he knows you, he will watch over you. And it's for you to believe his promises and to act and to act in faithfulness. So you too, go. Go back from where you came and do those things which God would have you do in your families, in your communities, in your churches. Be confident because God truly is God. He has a plan and he will see it through. And you are his people and he will redeem you in the end. Nothing will get in the way of God, no matter how it may look now. Nothing will get in the way of God who will redeem his people and live with them forever. And that's the word of God to you. Have faith, be faithful.